following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Because it seems like it's started long in between drinks, but yeah, it's been a testing time. Welcome back to day 88 of uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, brought to you, probably brought to you by Wuhan, China. And um, they're not the sponsor of the show at this stage, but obviously it's something they're working on. It's been a testing time, and of course it's... It's been terrible for a lot of people that have lost loved ones or people that have contracted it. And Is there any end to this? Well, of course there will be eventually. Are we hearing everything we should? Oh, fuck, who knows? But you know what? It's April 2020. I just love how we're on start of the year with, yep, 2020. Everyone's got 2020 vision and it's going to be a new start. And 
What a fucking shit fight of a start to the year. There's no other way to put it. It's fucked. I'm still K-Mac. I'm your host of the Zero Fucks podcast. Welcome. If you're first-time listener, thank you for listening. If you're coming back, even better. Thanks for coming back. It's been, it has been a long time in between drinks. Today's the 21st. I haven't recorded for 20 days. Um, that's been amongst other things. I'm uh, still flying solo. No Pete the Cyber Monkey or Randy the Intern. As we're still in lockdown. Well, that's the bound of uh, Testing time for me as well as others, of course, and I'm not going to harp on about it. And, there, and we are going to talk about... We. I'm going to talk about... Um, some serious things, I guess. Try and put a spin on it. But I'm also going to talk about what everyone's thinking, what everyone's talking about, and what's on everyone's mind. So let's get this started and have a laugh at the world's expense and talk about what's on everyone's lips. And I think you'll understand when we open. seen it there's a clip I'll um, add it to I think it's a TikTok clip I'll add it to the website at some stage but there's a um, a young man who's playing with scissors and his family are asking him what do you want to do and his dad says I presume it's his dad and he says to him let's go to the park actually he says a lot of this let's go to the park and the mother, I presume the mother, maybe the grandmother, says he can't. And he goes, why not? And this little youngster, you know, comes back with, because somebody ate a bat. Which I, um, I find amusing. To that his father says, fucking, that's all he says. And he says, fucking Chinese. That's how well trained he is. So it's pretty tough being... Chinese at this point in time like you know there's a billion of them and not every person in China is responsible for you know this uh, this current situation and of course you know it's a tough time it comes from China that's why it comes from China I want to be accurate there you go Trump tells everyone over and over that it comes from China that's why it comes from China I want to be accurate and there you go. Everyone sort of knows it from that point. So, but that is not the only thing on everyone's lips. The fact is, if you've been around in 2020, 
and you're well aware, well aware, well aware what's going on in the world. You are obviously, you know, talking about what everyone's talking about and wants to get right down to. Did Carol Baskin feed her husband to tigers? And of course, I'm referring to Tiger King on Netflix. And yeah, it's. I don't know anyone that hasn't got a, a Tiger King reference or know about it. Even if you haven't watched it, doesn't know about it. But we're all aware of it. Let's say we're going to play a new show called 10 Surprising Facts About Netflix Tiger King. things you didn't know about Tiger King or what everyone's talking about anyway. Number one, Tiger King has reunited, (laughs) fuck, that's a great start, reignited the discussion around the disappearance of Don Lewis. Now Don Lewis was the husband of Carol Baskin and Carol Baskin has become enemy number one due to Netflix social media and, you know, how it's perceived. I will even tell you that I went to a client's place the other day, Monday, and on the driveway where kids have been encouraged to write with chalk and have a good time, the the kids had written Carol Baskin and Tiger King in coloured chalk on the driveway. Now I don't know if they were playing a game with Tiger King or but but that's how far reached it was. And Excuse me. I should have taken a picture actually is what I should have done. But um, everyone seems to know just as much as they know Tiger King, Joe Exotic, they know Carol Baskin. So one of the most interesting and most spoken about stories of the docuseries is a feud between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin, outspoken animal rights activist. <laughs> we hear this all the time about being an outspoken activist. Oh, is she? I don't know. Do they use their publicity for good or for evil? Who knows? But it's revealed early on in the series that her second husband, Don Lewis, went missing in August 1997 and has never been seen again. And it's a long time ago. Leaving his wealth to his wife, Carol. And obviously, I don't, I can't remember his involvement with the park, but obviously she had tigers because the, the theory goes that she fed him to tigers and she leaves stupid, she says stupid things during the show. Um, this docuseries about it. <clears throat> but, so that's that's where we are. Carol's also denied any involvement in the husband's disappearance and the police have no evidence to suggest otherwise. Since the series aired on Netflix, however, law enforcement in Tampa, Florida area, where Don lived with Carol, have publicly announced that they are looking for new leads in the disappearance of Don. According to the sheriff taken on this case... He has assigned a detective supervisor to handle the vast amounts of leads that come in daily. So there you go. That's what Carol Baskin's on everyone's mind. Let's see if Alexa can tell us. Alexa, who is Carol Baskin? Here's something I found on reference.com. Carol Hagen-Holt is the wife of NBC Nightly News anchor, Lester Holt. Alexa, you're fucked up. Mm, go and hide. Alexa. Alexa. 
What is Tiger King? Turkey, officially the Republic of Turkey. Alexa. Way to make technology make a dick of you. Gotta love that. So, basically. To do that, first enable the skill for your Sonoff One Second Edition in the Alexa app. Then ask me to discover devices. Yeah, not ask it or anything. Gonna turn the mic off now, she can get fucked. Number two. The show has attracted a lot of celebrity fans. Due to the social distancing to guidelines we've only enforced around the world during the launch of the Netflix docuseries. As far as docuseries goes, could Netflix have kicked over the, the, the amazing rock that they did and turned it into a diamond purely by releasing this at the time that they did? It was obviously scheduled to be released at that time. <clears throat> but because of the current circumstances, it's just hit. Like tens of millions. That's crazy. Anyway, many celebrities are obsessed by the series as anyone else, uh, especially Joe Exotic. Cardi B expressed an interest in setting up a GoFundMe page for the release of Joe Exotic. Okay. If your defence relies on Cardi B, you're fucked. So, and right now would be the perfect time to have the the soundbite of Cardi B going, coronavirus, but I don't have it. So that'll be for future shows. <laughs> Instead, I've, um, I get stuck with others, you know. Such in Chinese. Well, you know, yeah, it's true. Uh, OJ Simpson has expressed his views on the disappearance of Don Lewis and even Kim Kardashian waved in expressing their views behind it. So there's three people that really matter in the world. OJ Simpson would be not someone I wouldn't be investing in. But I love that he's got an opinion. And I believe all over Twitter he uh, he's talking about his theory on uh, Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic. Fucking hell. Anyway, here's something which obviously has changed a little bit now but it's something really interesting. After Joe's – and Joe Exotic Zoo is still open. After uh, the former business partner of Jeff Lowe took over the zoo, it was quickly renamed the Greater Wynwood Exotic Animal Park. I don't know. I think it was called the GW Zoo before. In, in attempt to distance itself from the previous owner. Pretty hard when you're you know, still on the same plot. But anyway, all is not well as a zoo as uh, Eric Good, who worked on the Netflix series, received a text message from Lowe stating that they're struggling financially. According to Lowe, that this has little to do with the current situation in the world, but has been ongoing for some time now. It's estimated that it costs approximately two hundred dollars to feed a tiger every day, and around two hundred big cats currently. Who the fuck wants? Okay, so here's something interesting. <coughs> if anyone follows me on Twitter or Instagram, but particularly Twitter, you'd see that I, when I com- commented on Tiger King and who would want two hundred tigers because I just to me it's crazy person and I think I was actually talking to Neil and I said you know what same person would want 200 tigers or want to live with them and he said yeah your response in that is sane and I went yeah that's true when I mentioned it to my sister we were laughing about it I said who would want 200 she goes yeah I would I think it'd be awesome and then I thought she's an animal fan and I used to think that she was quite sane. Well, she is sane. Me, my siblings, she's I always give her credit for being the smartest. 
now that comes under the spotlight a little bit. But anyway, she tells me that it's, um, yeah, she would like a zoo. Number four, Joe didn't sing his own songs on Tiger King. Well, that's pretty obvious. Um, but it is worthwhile checking out the clip for Here Kitty Kitty because he, um, it's basically modelled on his relationship with Carol Baskin and um, how it, he got the best lookalike to play um, Carol in the, in the, in the clip, like it, Dad said, it looks like Carol. So yeah, um, I don't think I've got that. No, I don't. I don't have it on the website. I've got. I do have Tiger King extras, but I don't have that. So anyway, something worth checking out. Now I've lost my place. There we go. Um, yeah, while Joe did play some role in these songs, most of them were mined by Joe, and they were written by two musicians, Vince Johnson and Danny Clinton. Sadly, Clinton passed away in 2019. Isn't that a shame he didn't get to see the success of his written music? Anyway. All right, what up to number five? Carol Baskin has invited Kim Kardashian over a place for a visit. After Kim Kardashian's tweet has expressed her views on the disappearance of Carol's first husband, Don Lewis, she contacted the big Carol's Big Cat Rescue account. <coughs> in this tweet... Big Cat Rescue team invited Kim over to the sanctuary to meet Carol Baskin. The offer was looked upon negatively, (laughs) negatively, negatively by her followers of Kim Kardashian and the fans of her show and she's yet to publicly reply to this offer. I mean, that's how Kim Kardashian lives a life. Throw something out there. And if the fans respond positive, yeah, we'll do it. If they respond negative, nah, fuck it. We're not going to do it. Let's think of something else to do. Let's ex- let's think of something else to extract our money. Anyway, I don't care for Kim Kardashian. I don't care for the Kardashians. I mean, I think they're making money, but big fucking deal. All right. Filming for number six. Filming for the Tiger King began in 2014. Didn't finish till two th- early 2020. So literally after they got the edited together, the edit together. They rolled it out and they rolled it out in one foul swoop. What was there, seven, eight episodes? I mean, it's crazy. But anyway, this is how... And this is the flexibility of Netflix, right? This is the part I like about it. They're not tied down by network executives that have to pass, oh, we can do this, you can't do that. Oh, we don't want to have a white person. We need diversity. You need to have a black person. You need to have an Asian person. Like, they go, you know what, put it together... We'll see how it tracks. And they give it a crack and I love that. Um, didn't finish the early 2020, just a few months before its release. Uh, the director game began in early 2014. The show originally intended to investigate an infamous Florida-based snake dealer because that sounds credible. <clears throat> As they were filming on a set, the, the crew... The film crew came across a man who had a snow leopard in the back of his van. The filming quickly shifted onto big cats. The show's directors, Eric Good and Rebecca Shakelin, probably got that wrong, were there when Joe was arrested in 2018 and chose to continue filming as much content as they could. The directors claim at the points during the filming 
new events were unfolding every single day and they were shooting footage up to 18 hours a day. You mix that with how much camera time that Joe always had and, and was filmed everything and allegedly. There's a whole... For those who haven't seen it, you're missing out. But for everyone, I'm not going to repeat the whole story, how it plays out, but there was a whole heap of footage that went missing and, yeah, there's a whole... There's, there's so many conspiracy theories and all it does is it, it keeps people interested. Um, number seven, Joe Zoo was originally called the Gerald Wayne Exotic Animal Park and that was about that was named after his brother who he lost in a car accident uh, when a drunk driver collided with him. So kudos naming after his brother. I do have to say though, and I'm not a sexist and I'm not homophobic and I'm pretty sure the homosexual community the up in arms going that is the worst gay man dressed in history like he'd be thrown out of gay clubs like he's just so I didn't pick him so much for being gay as being awkward but mixed hillbilly and gay I guess that's what you get but anyway it, it shouldn't be a stereotype but I just find that it would be gay men around the world going, he is not doing us any justice. Please don't use him as a representative. So, um, yeah, so the story goes that um, his brother died when the drunk driver killed him. After the settlement was won by his family, Joe bought 16 acres of land to start his own zoo and then and named it in memory of his brother, which I think is nice. Number eight... After Tiger King aired, thousands of fans went to visit Joe's old zoo, now run by Jeff Lowe. Now, obviously, because of the pandemic, it's a non-essential business to be closed down. You still got to feed the animals. But it didn't close until the 31st of March, and apparently people just couldn't get enough. They had to go there. This is, this is part that always blows my mind, how no matter the notoriety of anything, people have to go, have to go. So that was done. They went. Okay, number nine. Carol Baskin has spoken out about the series. Blah, blah, blah. I don't really want to go on about Carol Baskin because uh, the way that the edit was cut, it was, she was put in a certain light. There were certain issues. There were things that, uh, you know, again, she claims that the show is full of lies and innuendos from people. She says are non-credible. I actually don't give her any credit. I think that she had her opportunity to get out of... Like, Joe was on a, a stupid rampage about proving that Carol was this or Carol was that or she was trying to damage him. Maybe she was. But at any stage, she didn't come to any compromise to just how do we ease out of this. The two of them both love the limelight and love their 15 minutes of fame. So as much as you wouldn't call Joe Exotic the most credible man in the universe, you wouldn't give her the same. And, you know, you've got this overlying wonder of where her ex-husband or, you know, her husband because she, you know, he died so much as he didn't divorce her. But there was so... Watch the show. Carol Baskins will be on Netflix in the next 12 months in the investigation into her ex-husband. I can, I can feel it. It's coming. And finally, number 10, Joe Exotic is suing the US Fish and Wildlife Service a federal agent, a lead, his lead prosecutor and the formal business partner, Jeff Lowe. Now, 
<clears throat> this is Jeremy Exotic's go-to with everything is um, oh, let's sue this, let's sue that, let's go with this. You don't get your own way, you don't get what, you know, the notoriety, we're going to sue that. Apparently there's not even the, the full list. The other part of it is he's on a 22 prison sentence. I don't say you should lose all your privileges. Um, but, yeah. His lawsuit he's asking is almost $94 million in damages and currently looking for an attorney to represent him. On Joe's official Instagram website, he's hinted there's information that Joe has yet released to the general public. No matter the outcome of the lawsuit, one thing can be said for certain. The story is long from over. Are we going to hear the end of Joe Exotic? Is, um, is this the end of... Tiger King, or are we still going to get people talking about it? I think we're still going to be talking about it. But that is 10 surprising facts about Netflix Tiger King that you weren't aware of. So what else has been happening? How's isolation going? Um, here's a couple of things that have really, I guess they're sort of playing on my mind. I'm not playing on my mind, but just in my head think, really, that's what you're doing? Um, the investment in puzzles, right? I think puzzles are cool. If you want to do a puzzle, knock yourself out. You do realise that when the puzzle's complete, it's just the same picture of what's on the box, Okay. It's your achievement, you've done it. Don't take a picture of it. Don't post it on social media. We don't care. We all know exactly what it is. Because when you talked about it, you showed the box. Oh, okay. In six days or four days or two days, depending on how much time you dedicated to it, you're going to have your own version of that picture made from puzzles. Guess what? I don't give a fuck. I don't care. And most people don't care. It's it's just the way the world operates, you know. It's like um, it's not even like cooking. If if you say I'm going to cook something and you make something and you and you go, wow, that's awesome, and you achieved it because you took the raw ingredients and you turned it into a cake. I recently saw someone who'd made cornbread. Right. Firstly, I don't know what cornbread is, other than out of Eddie Murphy movie called Life, where he goes, you're going to eat your cornbread? That's all I know. I don't know what the basis of it is. But someone took raw ingredients, created it, and they actually made the comment and said, the whole house smells like a, a bakery. Now, that is fucking awesome. I'm down with that. To take a picture of a puzzle, which is the same picture that's on the box that came in and went, look what I did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You just arranged pieces that are in odd shapes. You didn't make that. And the picture's already been taken. You just arranged it. You're not special. So I'm sick of seeing puzzles. I do like, however, in isolation, watching people go nuts on social media. The TikTok clips, the singing. T- actually, here's something I don't get. I don't get people mouthing... To 
or miming to other people's tracks. Not movie clips but other people from social media talking about different things and then someone films themselves miming those words. Don't get it. Um, yeah, I'm going to struggle to understand. So if someone wants to explain to me how that's the cool thing or that's what we're into or that's what it's all about, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, whose fault is it for TikTok? It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. I it want to be accurate. Sense. I don't know. Is it from China? But I mean, fuck it. Let's blame them. They seem to be Fucking Chinese. There you go. Yeah, said it in one. I don't know. I'm, I'm digging TikTok. TikTok's a really good um, um, time waster for me. It is uh, an experience to take it out of, out of the world and just um, make me stop thinking about shit. But I don't understand the miming. Why are you miming? Like I like the dance videos when you do this same dance and everyone's doing it and, you know, mascots from football teams are doing it and people that work in radio stations are doing it. I, I get that. I'm, I'm down with that. But when you're just reenacting and miming to someone else's words, I'm like, why, 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 why do you want to do that? I don't get it. Okay. And during this time we don't have sponsors, but I'm lucky enough to come across some potential new products and um, I've got a clip for a potential sponsor. Look out, mouth. Watch out, hips. I'm bringing the world's fastest soft drink to my lips. Mellow yellow makes you feel so good, so fast. From your head down to your toes. Mellow yellow makes you feel so good, so fast. You just can't drink it slow. Look out, mouth. Watch out, thirst. This mellow yellow's as good as the first. Mellow yellow makes you feel so good, so fast. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure that's a really good name for a drink, Mellow Yellow, but who knows? It could take off. Anything's crazy. Um, there's also another sponsor I've got coming up, which is an Australian name and product, and it probably works better on a visual sense, but it's even funnier um, on the podcast medium because there is no visual Actually, we'll play it now and then we'll come back and we'll talk about um, COVID-19 in China. Just something small. Nothing too bad. Potential sponsor. If you know what that refers to and the word razzmatazz, please feel free to uh, contact me at uh, kmac at gorillaradio.com.au or feedback at gorillaradio.com.au. And there may be potential to hook up. I don't even know what their product range is. Sounds good. Don't know what the word razzmatazz, but I hope for the overseas listeners for five minutes they're thinking, what the fuck did I just listen to? 
Okay. Let's talk about COVID-19 and uh, where it comes from. It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. Okay. I want to be accurate. All right. Well, I want to be accurate too. And while we can clearly point the finger at China as to the origin of the virus, um, that has officially fucked up the world. That's, let's not be too short of it because it has. Okay. Um, we need not to jump on the bandwagon about the whole bad eating thing. It's not 100% confirmed that that's the origin of it. I've heard bat, pangolin. And for anyone who doesn't know what a pangolin is, check it out, Google it. <coughs> um, because I'm thinking that everyone around the world got a a, uh, a lesson in what a pangolin animal is if they checked it out. Um, and we're not 100% drawn to this is where the virus was the epicenter of it okay it's not at this stage and you can expect a thousand or hundreds of different excuses are going to come about my personal belief is may have been playing with a a biological warfare weapon and something went wrong or actually you know what i don't even want to commit to that because i just don't have empirical evidence of any of this at this stage like it's all hearsay but there will be a lot of conspiracy theorists running around and talking about it. And um, which is okay, that happens, right? They love it. That's what they, and I'm a conspiracy theorist, given if you find proof and you can show just, then let's have a look at where it is. In Australia, we've been really fortunate, because virtually, virtually, well, firstly, because we're an island, and virtually because of this, we can track or we backward track through our um, virus control centre that tracks back to where it was, and so many things have come in from overseas. Obviously, that's where it comes from, but we can track back the people that are involved, the people that are on either a plane or on a ship. Primarily ships have been um, massive issues because if it, if it does, is it on a, if it is on a ship by someone that's handling food or someone that's, in the service industry, which believe one of our ships, you know, cruise ships that came in, they can track it back to who was it, who who that person was, and then how many people on board got affected. And there is the problem we got was in Australia was we release these people into the public without actually having we're quarantining them and testing them all, and they went, oh no, well, they'll be fine, they'll be fine, and then later on they went, oh shit, no, they're not. So these are the issues we have. But around the world, we still don't have convincing evidence of the bat, for instance. So everyone's going, oh, we ate a bat. I remember, I remember the days when AIDS became hugely popular um, and it was widely spread in the homosexual community with gay men because it wasn't contraception. I'm sorry, contraception. It wasn't protection for sex. And it's, it transferred hugely. The basis so it used to come back to, and if you can tell me the basis today and factual evidence, I'm stand by it. But I remember people saying, "Oh, yeah, it's because uh, an African fucked a monkey." Oh, okay. Do we know why or who or why was this common practice or was it like so? Speculation is around. Okay, someone ate a bat, um, but we get to see that proof now if you believe in the conspiracy theories oh china doesn't tell us everything okay you know what do china tell us well they run their own country 
We're not ahead. We're not in charge of China. They can do whatever the fuck they want. You know, and as people say, fucking Chinese. They're allowed to do whatever they want. That's just how the world works. Their own country do their own thing. Do they participate with the World Health Organization? I believe so. Are they telling them everything? Maybe not. I'm not in a conspiracy against China by any means. So, with the bat thing. Now, but here's the thing you've got to comprehend it. Um, comprehend and put it in place when we talk about eating a bat because most of us go, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, bat's not on my diet. Uh, yeah, I'm anti-bat. Or... Oh, I've been hanging for the taste of pangolin. It doesn't happen because it's a different uh, menu. It's a different uh, dietary needs that are required in different countries. Different people eat different stuff. There's not a set menu for the whole world, right? Everyone eats different stuff. So it's, the Chinese eat a whole lot of shit that the rest of the world don't eat and, you, and you've got to recognise that. So when you're trying to comprehend the whole bat thing, for the Western world, it's almost like saying, oh, you like human flesh, don't you? You know, you like a bit of human flesh sautéed, not too cooked, overcooked, don't you? That's your thing. In a regular conversation with people, we'd be like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? But in China, I don't say they eat human flesh. What I say is they eat a whole lot of shit that we wouldn't, and, and let's get down to it. They eat dogs for fuck's sake. Who wants to eat a fucking dog? You know, to me, I grew up with dogs. They're domesticated pets. They're not farmed for meat. They're not a delicacy. It's not like, oh, feeling like a bit of blue cattle dog today. Had German Shepherd the other day. Yeah, it was a bit tough. No, no, no. I think I'll go for a bit of blue cattle. And someone said, oh, we've got poodle on special. Oh, fuck, you've got poodle? Oh, hang about. No, no. I'm going to go with a poodle. Cut is what is a nice cut, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, beautiful. They eat fucking dogs, right? So, firstly, as a human, as a man, <laughs> a man that was supposed to be cross between a male and a man, a man, and I love animals. If you don't like dogs, I don't like you, right? Let's make it quite clear. I'm the big, I'm not the biggest fan of cats, right. They want to fucking eat them, right? But I will say I've had partners in the past that have cool cats and I've bonded with these cats and gone, yeah, okay, it's a pretty cool cat. But not a big cat fan. Dogs, on the other hand, unconditional love. They love you no matter what. Can't upset a dog. Oh, it just loves you. Why would you want to eat one? So, you also got to take into consideration with these people. I don't say they didn't eat bats. I don't say they don't eat penguins. 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 What I do say is that they eat a whole lot of different shit that we wouldn't eat. I mean, this is the, the same country that tells you that eating tiger penis will make you virile. Where in the wide world of sports would you think, yes, I, uh, I'm feeling a bit off today. Um, I'm having problems with my erection. Would you like some... Uh, some uh, blue pills now out of patent, so there's so many different types now. Um, I don't want a brand mention. Would you like a, bill, a blue pill for your uh, erection issues? No, no, no. No, no, thanks. I'll have a um, tiger penis. Have you got tiger penis? Yeah. Well, thank God that you ask. I do. We're down to our last 17, but I'm sure we'll get some more tigers soon. 
So does, with that theory, does that mean that eating lion anus gives you better digestion? Tiger penis makes you hard. Lion anus makes you shit better. If you throw away the four pills, kids, get some anus into you. What about, no, look, I could go on. Leopard ear canals give you better hearing? I don't think so. I don't get the whole who wants to eat a fucking big cat thing. All I'm saying is that I don't blame. No, let's reposition that. I don't say that they're not responsible for the virus. I do say that they eat a whole lot of different shit. Not just China. There's a whole lot of Asian countries. Let's go back to African countries. What do they eat? Well, I don't know. I don't know their dietary requirements. But they eat a whole different lot of shit. North America, South America, you know, are we into steaks? Are we into, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure across China there's some Chinese people that have eaten Tibetans in order to reach better spirituality. I don't doubt that. Tibetan just, Tibet just got absorbed by China and the world stood by and went, oh, okay, well, it's next door. I suppose you can take it. No one, no one stood up for him. I wonder if they would have stood up for if there's oil or gold there. Possibly. But anyway, fuck these guys. But understand they believe they can eat anything. In fact, um, of a race of people, they should have the ultimate immunity. Be it that they eat all this weird shit. Okay, there's a billion of them, but they should be super. They should be like superhuman against disease. But I think they just push the boundaries. Anyway. My personal view, I think it's karma because they eat dogs. Who the fuck wants to eat a dog? Come on. Cunts. All right, what do we got? Potential sponsor? Who wants to hear a potential sponsor? He's a beauty. Well, I can't take no more. And I want a nice cool breeze. I'm hot right to the core. And I really want to freeze. I just grab my ice cold and take my advice. It's cold as ice. It's cold as ice. It's cold as ice. It's cold as ice. Oh, 7-Eleven ice cologne. The cool change you can keep in your pocket. talk to you see and being a suave sophisticated man about town i thought i'd do the job with a bit of you know polish a touch of class so i'll get the boys back here to set the scene with a bit of the old mood music uh when you're ready boris anyhow what i got here is a new brand of cigarettes winfield have a good look at them now you might say nothing extraordinary about that but i got news for you and if you're a smoker it'll be the best bit of news you've had in 10 years or more these new winfields are 40 cents that's about the price you should be paying for a good smoke Never go the length of them. This would have to be the best cigarette value in Australia today. No risk. And it's not just the extra length. It's a good tobacco. Mild. Quality all the way. Well, how good's that for 40 cents? Anyhow, just to give these new Winfields a bit of a welcome, I'll hand you back to Boris and the boys in the band. Hello there, Boris, old son. Have a Winfield. 
Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to go. I don't think that's going to be a um, a big hit. Cigarettes. Hmm. I think the numbers are dropping on smoking. I used to be a smoker. It, um, yeah, dumbest habit. Dumbest fucking habit I've ever had in my life. I look back now and think, I uh, don't know how, ah, uh, look, my dad smoked. Maybe I thought my dad smoked. That was cool. I don't fucking know. And it was dumb. Anyway, I still got friends that smoke. And um, for anyone, I don't know what the cost of cigarettes are around the world, but I um, I point out that cigarettes, when I started smoking, that ad was Paul Hogan talking about cigarettes. I'm not sure that he'll get that off the ground, that one. But anyway, 40 cents he was talking about a pack of cigarettes. I remember paying, uh, I think around anywhere between 3 and $4. And then the government bring in taxes and then they set up quit programs. In order to pay for the tw- quit programs, they say, they up the ante of cigarettes. And basically what they've worked out is it's a highly addictive product. People are going to keep buying it if we keep putting them the taxes up, we're going to get more taxation. And every time that someone quits, the taxes will offset what we're losing in tobacco taxes um, from previous smokers. If we increase it, we'll just cover that. So what we'll do is we'll take credit for the people giving up, but we'll make the people that continue to smoke pay for it. Anyway, stupid habit. I believe packets of cigarettes, 25s, are anywhere around 45 Anywhere forty forty five dollars for a packet of fucking cigarettes, twenty five in a packet. Blows your mind. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 30, yeah, yeah. You know, 40, 40, between forty and forty five. I believe. I don't know. What's, what's the rest of the world paying? I don't know. But I think it's losing its touch. So I'm not sure that I really want to take those people on as a sponsor. I think that um, that's something we'll have to look delve into. Okay, what else we got? Observations. Now, this is a true story. I was standing out in front of a medical centre and this woman who, she had a mask on and she also had a hijab but she didn't have the full get up. The mask that she was wearing was a surgical mask and she had this baby. And have you ever seen those babies that look like a 50-year-old man? Like they're like a, he looked like he should be sitting outside a Turkish shop Sucking back tobacco on a hooker. Like he just looked like he's like a hairy little face, like a hairy little fuck. It compressed. It was like a, a little old man compressed into this baby. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I did a double take as I walked past and I was going into the medical centre um, for other reasons. And um, you just get my prostate checked. I do that regularly because I can. No, no, no. I was going in there and um, I saw this ugly baby and I thought, fuck. You know, that's the one thing I'm grateful of is that I had reasonably good-looking kids. I think they're good-looking. Everyone says about their own, but they're not like they're not facially scarred. They're uh, quite good-looking kids. Their mother and father come into question, but you know they're good-looking kids. This kid, I would have left at the hospital. It was fucking horrible. Hairy little fuck he was, and just and I'm gauging somewhere between nine and ten months. Yeah, yeah. No, no, probably six because he, he wasn't walking. It was just and it, and it, I don't even know. It could have been a an ugly doll. That's how fucking scary it looked. But anyway, like Chucky, if Chucky was born in Turkey, 
that's how ugly it was. Anyway, I went and did my business and by the time she was waiting outside and obviously with this social distancing, you, you got to stand outside and you get called in and every, you know, there's all this lining up shit. Anyway, so they call her in. As I come walking past, now I'm an earwigger right now. I'll tell everyone I'm a, a social voyeur. I watch and I observe and I take things in. I do the same with social media. I follow people on social media just to see where this story's going. And I've got so much uh, content to come back to on that when I get back into the full swing of this. But um, anyway, I'm walking past and the lady on the computer, and she's tapping away, blah, 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 blah. And um, what's the baby's name? And I swear I heard her say, Gollum. And I, and I sort of stopped and paused, like double take, and the woman typing looked up and went, sorry. A bit dumbfounded but almost like I didn't hear that properly, surely. She goes, Gollum. And with that I kept walking so I didn't burst into hysterics. But you know what? It made sense. He was the ugliest fucking kid I've ever seen. And maybe she, she might have a tribe and go, oh, fuck, just call that one Gollum. It was on par with, I swear in my children's life, that's what she said. I wish I had of, I now wish I had gone back because having the balls to do stupid thing, I would have just said to her, excuse me, what, 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 what's that kid's name? Maybe it's a name, it's a, a Middle Eastern name that sounds like Gollum. I don't know, but I can tell you, to me, it was fucking Gollum. So that was my um, observation. I've, I've got to record these because I see so many of them it just blows my mind. But fucking Gollum. Are you kidding me? Like seriously. But again, yeah, you can understand that. Okay. Observations done. I've got others. But I'll... um. I need to get the content down. All right. We're coming towards the end of this podcast getting back, which is good. We're twenty, As I said, 20 days it's been since I've got one down. <clears throat> I've also got other podcasts that have been edited and I'm sitting on because is it a good time? And I think this weekend I'm going to uh, release one. There's one which I've talked about previously with my interview with a, a woman named Jodie. Awesome interview. I didn't want to release it because I didn't. It, it's a it's a sadish story, but it's a it's a story of power, and um, I didn't want to put it out there and fuck it up. Really, that's that's one of the main things on her record because it's 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 really personal to her life, and she's as gutsy as like she she is truly a strong person, and, and I'm in awe of her. So, and I've talked about this before. I'm going to get that out this weekend because I think it's imperative that during this time we also need time to step away from uh, reality of life, like things that have gone on and, and just take stock of maybe I don't have it so bad. You know, maybe there's tougher things in the world. So that's that's what I'm doing. With With this in mind... I've been extremely conscious of my mental health and I've been really wise, like really solid about staying home. I could tell you the same message, stay the fucking home, right? I could say it over and over and over. I put it on most of my posts, staying home. I am vigilant about it. I did it over Easter. 
I've done it probably the last four or five, five weeks, five or six weeks we're probably into now. I've been vigilant. I get what I need on a Friday and I stay at home. I get out and do a bit of walking, but primarily I'm at home. I stay away from shops. I stay away because I just want this to end. I, I feel for the people that are out of work. I feel the people that aren't working. I just read an article that says, you know, they're expecting that people in the pubs and clubs will go back to work in September. I, I just don't see how that industry can wait that long. Like, don't get me wrong, these people make a lot of money at the poker machines right, and they serve alcohol, but the, the basis of so many 20-something kids or 18-plus kids that while they're studying, that's their income, um, don't want to be reliant on government handouts. They want their own and I find that, that that's, that's going to be a major issue. So I do feel for these people. I'm still my bit to stay in in order that we flatten the curve everyone talks about but we reduce the numbers, we reduce the spread while there is still no cure 100%. So... My original point was, while this has been going on, I've really been struggling uh, mentally. And I think that in the day-to-days of five, four or five days, depending on how many days I get work, <clears throat> it's really crushed my motivation and it's kept me inside my own head. And why you would think, oh, that's a perfect time to be doing podcasting. It's also the worst time because... I don't want to be perceived as that boring, oh, fuck, the world's coming to an end. That's not who I am. I don't want to be that person. And it's not that I feel that way, but I've just been trapped inside my own head. And to top it off, I'm as horny as all fuck. I can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think I'm the only one suffering from lockdown, internal lockdown horniness. I think it's it's a major thing. Um, I'm not seeing anyone due to this whole lockdown thing. I'm not. I've seven all ties with um, friends. Let's say friends, and um, and and it's pretty tough. So I'm imagining I'm far from the only one. Okay, it's a nice feeling to feel horny. It's not such a nice feeling not to have an outlet. And and in this time in lockdown, because I am a single male, it, you, it's, it's hard because you can't share your experiences and you can't share it with someone else. There's no one close in your life. You're sitting on a massive bag of testosterone as well as well, this needs to stop, this needs to end. The other part of it, because there's people that are in lockdown with their partners and they're spending so much time with them thinking, I could fucking strangle this person. So I don't have that issue. I think we're all going through something that we've never expected. We've not seen it. Our parents have not seen it. And our children haven't experienced it. It is something that is unique in the history of the world. That, are, Well, oh, let me rephrase that. It's not totally unique in the history of the world. We've had plagues and we've had viruses before. But in a a fully developed 
medically competent world, we're also in a situation where our preparation for this clearly wasn't good enough and how it has spread and how it's culling the, you know, the, the oldest top 10% of the world like it just cuts through butter. If you look at the numbers, um, and I probably should have prepped this before, but I'll, uh, this map, you know, worldwide we're at 171,249 deaths. That's with 2.4 million people being confirmed and 658 have recovered. Now there's a big gap in between those numbers when we talk about recovered and we talk about deaths as opposed to confirmed, there's still a lot of people that are living with the virus. These are numbers that we can only say confirmed. Um, United States, of that 2.4, have 800,000. You know, they have two two 2,426 cases per million people. Like... And they've had 42,000 deaths. You know, in Australia we talk about, I think we're talking about 70, 71, 71 deaths at this current stage. America's talking about 42,000. Italy's at 24. Spain's at 21. Germany's at four. I don't tell you this. Well, there you go. Germany's at 4,000. As opposed to... Um, 147,000 confirmed. It's interesting, isn't it? Different countries do different things. China, where the originally started, if this was correct, have confirmed 82,000 cases, which means that per million, it's only 59 people, 59 cases per million people. They have 4,000 deaths. If you can explain to me how that number of a, a virus that started in Wuhan, China, as at 82,000 confirmed versus America at 700 or actually 800,000 cases, something's not stacking up. Okay. This part doesn't depress me. Facts and empirical information is my, is my jam. Give me the truth. Give me honesty. Are these true? Who knows? No. Do I know all the facts? No. Is it changing? Well, it's changing. Um, you know, Singapore 11. I'm just looking at Australia 71. That's pretty current. Are we going to see it take off in Africa? South America, Colombia 189. Um, I find this is. Is is other old age people dying of old age? Is that getting you know taken as coronavirus? I don't know. The statistics are overwhelming. My whole point is that while the world's changed and we're seeing change, after this, there's going to be things put in place, and the government's going to make changes to you know be seen to be helping the public, but they're going to have their own agenda. I don't do politically minded podcasts, but I do socially minded and I do care for people socially. 
socialist views in somewhat because I deserve that, in particular in Australia, that everyone should be entitled to the same level of health care. It shouldn't come down to your insurance. That's just a country that we live in I'm very fortunate to do and we've had previous politicians that have put that in place. In this situation, I think that we should have, particularly being an island that is the biggest island in the world and is so far away from fucking everyone, that we really should have better measures put in place. Now, I don't know where, how I got onto this whole political rant. What I, I do want to say that after the lockdown, after the changes, just reconsider your actions and what you want to do and what you want out of life because you're controlling your own destiny. You know, people, we can't, you know, they've just reopened beaches and they've got police, fuck, police are making dicks of themselves. They've got police down the beaches saying, you can swim and you can get out and walk away, but you can't stay and walk around the beach. And I saw a woman getting talked to because she was walking along the, the shores of the beach and she was in a costume, but they're saying to her, look, you can't just walk, get in the water or get out. This doesn't happen. You know, when my son recently was walking around the city because that's his job and he's a technician and um, he was accosted by a police officer and he said to him, uh, mate, can I ask you what you're doing? He goes, yeah, I'm working. He goes, well, what do you do? And he says, I'm a technician. I, you know, I work in the city all around the place. Okay, can I see some ID? And my son said, that's not necessary. <clears throat> he's 24, he's my son and I... I don't believe he was being a smart ass, but I do believe he was thinking, fuck this guy. And the copper said, well, no, I need to see your identification. He said, no, you don't. He said, you've got no need to. Now, I'm going to tell you now, the last time that the world came to a situation where police walked the streets, and, and I'm only talking from Western world, it's gone on in different Eastern Bloc countries. But that mentality has been based on... Uh, the Nazis in Germany back in 1938 where papers please like you you're there to uphold the law you're not there to judge people on what they're doing on a day-to-day basis this virus is not in a permanent lockdown where police control the streets there's countries I know for instance a friend of mine in Romania was telling me that they've got a a nine o'clock curfew everyone's got to be inside by nine o'clock or they just if you're all around the streets they'll pull you off and that's not pull you off <laughs> but they'll pull you aside and they threaten to lock you they take you to the police station and lock you down we don't have that in australia we're very very fortunate but at the same time please please don't be dicks i've got mates in the police force that would be shaking their heads going what the fuck is wrong with these kids today oh, the world's gone mad so let's go back to talking about being horny because that's a healthy thing. Has anyone noticed on Twitter and Instagram that it's just become more and more revealing? Or is it just the people I follow? But I've really noticed that I'm seeing a whole lot more of probably Twitter because there's no no uh, nudity laws. For anyone that's not on Twitter and is looking for a bit of um, wank bank material, Check out some people on Twitter. I mean, there's some horrific things too. Then there's horrific things on Instagram where people think they're healthy and they're they're making money, calling themselves healthy, healthy chick, and she's quite clearly obese. Anyway, um, but there's some thirsty people. That's the terminology we love. Thirsty. 
that they're revealing more and more. Also, we're seeing sex workers creep into the Twitter and Instagram worlds and show a bit more flesh and show just a little bit less, well, not less. They're just they're barely covering the holiest of holes. And in order to drum up business on their OnlyFans, OnlyFans has to be the, the biggest revolution as far as sex workers. I mean, it's like they work from home. They don't even have to have uh, a, 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 stray, a stray penis inside them. They can just work from home and say, hey, check this out, we're all good. So what that does is it then makes people thirsty. I've seen so many married women and housewives or single women just showing a bit of flesh and a little bit of flesh. Now, I don't know this might happen in the opposite. There might be dudes like taking pictures um, more and more or trying to drum up business. I don't know. I don't, I, obviously, I don't look at dudes. But I will say that it's going to... It's, it's priming the world for a crazy time after this. When lockdown's finished, it's just going to be like um, summer camp or uh, spring break or it's, gonna, it's just going to be crazy people. Of all ages, of all different disciplines, it's like, yeah, yeah, I just need it. I just, I need fucking or I need cock or I need vaginas or it's just the way it is. So um, just be prepared to carry condoms after this lockdown time because it's, it's going to be a crazy place. It's, don't think for a minute that we're going to rewrite history and become a, a brand new society where we don't touch each other and we don't do this. Once the lockdown's lifted and once we have the full extent of what has taken place, the world will return back to craziness. It'll just be a different type of crazy, that's all. So that's, um, that's pretty much it. I talk about being horny. I'm fucking terribly horny. It's not healthy. Masturbation can only take you so far, you know. And uh, I'm a dom, so I, it's not like I want to do shit, weird shit to myself. I um, oh, <laughs> never say never. <laughs> All right, okay. I got one more advertiser. Two more. Actually, this one's appropriate. Yeah, two more. Then we're going to look at this one. Is is uh has a bit to do with China, actually. It's quite funny. Mr. Wong, Mr. All Wong, the in Hong excuse Kong. me, Mr. Excuse Wong. Me. Yes, what happened? I've lost all my traveler's checks. Oh, what kind were they? Oh, American Express. American Express. Yeah. They've got an office right here in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong and in hundreds of other cities, you can find help with American Express Traveler's Checks. Ask for them by name. Does anyone use Traveler's Checks anymore? Is that a thing? I would have thought with um, cards and internet and Apple phones and transferring funds, PayPal. I don't know that anyone does. It's interesting. I haven't bought Traveler's Checks for uh, travel for a very long time, actually. Um, 
So that's pretty much it. I just want to wrap it up. This is something, this is another ad for an advertiser. I don't know if this is going to take off or not, but it's for um, wine. And I think in the current climate, it probably has a little bit of, well, it might have a bit of gravity. You make us That's a shout out to wine, which I believe is um, busting all records while this uh, while this current situation is going on. So fair call, fair call to the winemakers, and thank you because I think the world would be a crazier place. Obviously, alcohol sales in Australia are booming, and um, even while pubs and clubs are closed. And particularly clubs are finding other ways to sell alcohol. Not just through, well, through bottlers, obviously, because they can't be open, but they're selling keg beer as well because they're uh, filling cans or filling bottles and you can recycle. There's a whole whole different world going on. So people have been resourceful. I'm going to throw a new track out there from 2020. Now, this is cool because I've got a, um, a retro 80s podcast coming up. I'm habitually... I've, virtually talk about the 80s and the music from the 80s and um, this this will bump on the end of this episode. Now this is a band and I'll probably talk about them in more depth uh, in the 80s bonus one. I'm aiming to have it for a Friday or Saturday night so you're kicking back or listen or you're cleaning or you and you just want to zone out and listen to a podcast and someone's, have someone else select music for you, particularly from the 80s. If you dig the 80s, you will dig this podcast. It's coming up soon. I'm also going to have um, Alexandra back to talk about masturbation May um, and how what that means in lockdown. That'll be coming up in the next week or two. Probably aiming to have it right at the start of May. We're going to get uh, Jess from Married at First Sight to give me her insight as to how this shit fight of a season played out. Um, and I'm breaking news and I'm going to break this now. I'm going to have an interview with uh, Joe Exotic. Don't ask me how I've organised it. I just know people. So expect that. I'm hoping to have it in the next one. I can't promise anything. Also, I'm going to do a whole lot of marketing and, and uh, Instagram, social media to do with Jody's podcast which will come out on the on the weekend and it'll be under the banner of um that's what i'm talking about and uh, anyway i'll give all all the details of it coming up so i'm going to round it out with this see you next time thanks for listening
Thanks for listening to a Guerrilla Radio podcast. I hope you've enjoyed what you've listened to. Remember, you can find all Guerrilla Radio podcasts on all good podcast catches and maybe some bad ones. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Guerrilla Radio Australia and Twitter on Guerrilla underscore KMAC. Don't forget the website, guerrillaradio.com.au for all other information. And thank you for taking the time to listen. <laughs>